Hey, Horace, give us three shots of your best bourbon. And have that Russian waiter I like bring it over. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Russian Tim, and I'm the host of weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Tune into CITR 101.9 FM every Thursday from 10 to 11 a.m. And you can also find the podcast on CITR.ca, iTunes, and my blog, rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com. Hey, this is Jimmy Calabrese. Hello, 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 my friends. You are listening to Rocket from Russia on CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Brilliant success. Welcome to the show, my friends. Uh, we just opened... We. Why we? Why royal we? It's just me here, Russian Tim. I opened the show with the Crip Show. What the best rhyming, not very good. The Creep Show, uh, Grave Diggers, uh, Canadian psychobilly band from Ontario, uh, and that was a song of their debut album, uh, which was called Sell Your Soul. Uh, today on the show, we will have a, a little bit of spooky uh, situation. Uh, I interviewed a band called Calabrese from Phoenix, Arizona, that played in Vancouver last weekend. Uh, three brothers, uh, 
Jimmy, Bobby and Davey, they all play in one band, three members, they play horror punk and they're a super super uh, fun band to watch. If you were at the, the Electric Owl uh, last weekend, you know what I am uh, talking about. Uh, today I'll play uh, our conversation, uh, two parts, and also I will play you a few songs by the band Calabrese, three brothers uh, from Phoenix, Arizona, playing this amazing horror park. Horror punk, correct. Let's let's check them out. Let's start listening to their uh, to songs from their new album called "Born with a Scorpion Touch," and I'd like to start with a song called "American Death" or no, "American Rebel Death Riders." Huh? Very very s- scary. Probably yes, maybe even not. I am not sure. Let's check it out. So let's listen. This is Calbrees. Uh, they played in Vancouver, and today also will play you my interview. Let's check them out. Uh, this is Calabrese. Hey, this is Jimmy Calabrese. This is Bobby Calabrese, and you're listening to Rocket from Russia on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yes.
Happy Hello, Hello, Hello! You are listening to CITR 101.9 FM and this is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. We just heard two songs by Calabrese being banned from Phoenix, Arizona. And both songs are from their new studio album which came out last year. The name of the album Born with a Scorpion's Touch. Uh, the last song we heard was called Ride with the Living Dead and the opening track uh, was American Rebel Death Riders. Uh, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I got a chance to talk to Jimmy and Bobby. Uh, Davey, the drummer, he was in charge of doing merch, so uh, two guys, two brothers talk uh, to get a... Ch- we had a conversation. Wow. See, being an immigrant is not that tough, especially being an immigrant on the radio. You Sometimes you cannot finish the sentences you started and you don't know what to do and you find yourself right here, right now. This is what I'm doing. Anyways, let's uh, let's uh, hear <laughs> our conversation with uh, Jimmy and Bobby of Calabrese and here it is. Uh, we talked mostly about their new studio album, Born uh, the Scorpion's Touch, uh, because uh, this is their fifth studio album. It is a little bit different uh, and they sort of touched on that. So let's hear it. This is me and uh, Calabrese talking about their new studio album. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and congratulations on the release of your new studio album, Born the the Scorpion Touch, which came out on your own record label, Spook Show Records. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you guys definitely have your own sound, and in the interviews you said that for the recording of this album you tried to push yourself and try something new. How do you say this album is different from the previous four albums? We did slow down some tempos on some of the songs. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we realized that for all the other albums we wanted to record songs that we wanted to play live, so we all wanted to play fast. So everything we were recording were fast. But uh, on hindsight, we realized, you know, let's mix it up, try something different, play some slower songs, and uh, give the uh, give the listener a roller coaster ride of hills and valleys, is going up and down in tempos and speeds, and in moods. And it seems to these slower songs do seem to fit in really well in the uh, live show as well, which uh, gives us a little break, the breathing room when we uh, play the show, so we're not uh, full throttle all the way. Plus. Um, Girls dig uh, slow songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Evil Insights would be a perfect oh, example. Yeah. When I heard the album, and like I heard you saying that uh, you tried to do something different, uh-huh. I can say that's completely different out of your like <laughs> yeah. style. But at the same time, this is a little bit different. So now I sort of understand what you're talking about in terms of slower songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it still seems to fit in because people like to call Evil Inside the uh, as the Evil Elvis, and uh, we see a lot of comments on that. <laughs> and uh, hey, what? It looks like we, uh, we did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> In order to promote your new album, Born of the Scorpion's Touch, you had a Calabrese karaoke contest. Could you please tell a little bit about this interesting idea? Uh, well, we just um, decided to... What was it for? For the win the album, I guess, was it? Mm, it well, we just had, basically, we had a for the record <laughs> release or something thereafter. I don't know. We, uh, we just decided to have some fun and um, uh, a lot of people to submit some cool karaoke versions of more the scorpion's touch to win uh which oh i guess yeah oh yeah it turned out to be you know the drum skin head and the strings used on the record and like picks and um promotional material cool stuff like that you can't find anywhere else and it oh yeah it's bass in my bass uh skin cover whatever you call it yeah flag yeah that was on there for quite a few years Oh. Yeah, and a lot of fun submissions. Uh, a lot of people really took it uh, seriously. Uh-huh. Some not so serious, but we, yeah, we loved we loved all the uh, different versions uh, that people came up with. And 
yeah, it was a real treat to interact with the fans uh-huh. like that once again. And that's what we're really big on is, uh, you know, connecting, yeah, with the fans. Now something new we haven't tried uh, either, so we thought that was a fun thing to do. Uh, speaking of connections, uh, this is your first time in Canada, but I know there's a connection between the artwork of the new album and Canada. What? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Barr. Yes. Uh, he's from... Uh, Ontario. Ontario. Ontario, yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, are you doing research on us? <laughs> yeah, and he's actually been with Calibri's from the beginning. Like, he was there when we did our very first... Um, well, actually, I guess it was 13 Halloweens. The the EP was with someone else yeah. from Detroit. But Andrew was there from uh, from the start. And, uh, yeah, we used him uh, on every album since. And he's either, like, the art director or he, he does, like, all the artwork. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he's our go-to guy that we've we've uh, always go to. Yeah, he's... He, and if you post show links with uh, where to get in, t- get in contact with Andrew. But he is, uh, you know, great guy. He's, you know awesome to work with because he'll you know take any ideas and feedback and just uh, he's professional and he has his own style so, yeah that's yeah, like for the for the, design, yeah. for the person who works with the art style I think it's very important yeah and the uh, yeah, he came up with one of our iconic uh, characters which is the uh uh, Calibri's uh, Bride of uh, Dra- or Bride of <laughs> Frank- Frankenstein Blah. and um, yeah and that, that one that girl has gotten like Tattooed on so many arms and legs and <laughs> and shoulders. Yeah. Plus, he um, he takes orders well and doesn't talk back. So you know, cool. <laughs> so that helps. I'm not sure if you heard of this theory, but I heard that there's theory that there are brothers in a band. Those uh, bands ride uh, wonderful harmonies. For example, Beach Boys as an example, uh, the Bee Gees. Would you say that you know that? kind of works for you in terms of melody uh, in terms of melodies in terms of harmonies and in terms of songwriting because you have experience playing with other people now they're three brothers what do you think does that work for you guys yeah I think um, our voices blend together whether yeah I think when we first started we never thought it would Uh it just kind of works out that way maybe it does maybe it's just average I just never really tested it out with anyone else I never went on vocal harmonizations of other bands so I don't know you know I think it, it works. Yeah, yeah, and it, it seemed yeah. Any other band I was in, it really didn't work. Or at, at before before Calibris, I thought harmonies were, you know, that's sissy stuff. No one, no real <laughs> rock and roll like you know harmonizes, but it's catchy as shit. So uh, yeah, and I think it's true. I don't know. It, it it just happened. So it was like magic, and like all of a sudden we're singing, and we harmonizing, and then. It just it's, like, yeah, it's yeah. just brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, that it really wasn't something we thought like, hey, let's harmonize on this part. We just started singing and, uh-huh. and forth. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. And then you kind of go back to them, all the misfit stuff, and there's a little bit of harmony. You're not the woes, and like, whoa, I guess we should do that. You kind of branch off. Plus, our voices are turning practically turning into one another and sounding exactly the same. So you can't tell anymore. So it's just it, nobody knows. It's yeah, the only it's way you can hit, tell who's who if we harmonize. So you can yeah. hear each of us. <laughs> a, a little higher share kind of thing going on. We are the undead. Immortal.
There is an evil inside. Well, I got nowhere to go. Heel spurs on a bathroom floor. Blood stains mark a map of gold. Kill a wolf in human form. Well, evil prevails on the night you left your home. And I'll take you away. Gonna find my misery Bad luck on my mind Always trouble What I find Well, evil prevails On the night you left your home And I'll take you away alone Holding, holding A dark hate in your heart Spirit of evil Hello, hello, you are listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is Rocket from Russia, weekly punk rock radio show. And we just heard two songs by the band called Calabrese, a horror punk band from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, they uh, mentioned uh, Misfits uh, in the first part of the interview. And, you know, like, definitely Misfits created the whole genre of music called horror punk. And there's so many bands which are playing this uh, genre. Uh, right now, even, I don't know, 20-30 years later. But uh, in my opinion, Calabrese is probably uh, at least my favorite, and I think they're the best band who plays nowadays in this genre. Uh, at the same time, they sort of influenced by the Misfits, that's definitely, there's no wonder about it. But at the same time, they add a little bit of their own touch, and that's why I think this is cool. Good songs, good harmonies, um, that's that's my sort of take on um, the Calabrese, the band. Uh, also, what else? Uh, yeah, let me tell you what we just heard. Uh, that was two songs uh, from their new studio album. Uh, their studio album is called uh, Born the, Born the Scorpion's Touch. 
And uh, we heard the song There Is an Evil Inside. That was the last track. This is uh, this is the track which uh, the guys called the evil Elvis Presley, I guess. And then uh, the first track out of those two was the title track, Born the, the Scorpions Touch. All right, let's listen to this. Uh, let's check out the second part of my conversation with the guys. And uh, we talked about a lot of random stuff. No real theme around all that fun stuff, uh, so hopefully you'll enjoy it. So this is part two of my conversation with Calabris, Jimmy and Bobby brothers. I know that Calabris crew not only consists of three brothers, there's another family member, and I know that your dad used to be in charge of merch. How often did he show up in uh, Hawaiian shirts to the show? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's been recent. Now we're kicking up touring a lot more, so... He's uh, not joining us as much, but yeah, he's from the start. It was always him because, like, when we started, Davey was in high school, so he was like underage. So our dad had to be there during that, and then we started selling T-shirts, and then our dad just took care of that. And uh, yeah, he's still the merch king, and uh, he makes sure to let us know and everyone else know. Um, but uh, yeah, what's the other part of the? Oh, uh, the Hawaiian shirts. I heard it in the beginning. He used to show up in a Hawaiian shirt. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's a lot of dad clothes, you know. Yeah, classic, classic you know, dad, oversized, uh, yeah, silly looking shirts. You know, Being from classic. Arizona, like the tan shorts oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> luckily no sandals. Never wore sandals. Socks yeah. pulled up. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet he looked amazing in the like horror punk show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That crowd is probably yeah, you know, he's you know, like he's Tom Selleck kind of guy. Yang, you know, the Yang, he's the Yang. <laughs> Um, uh, you guys have a very interesting stage show and you use a lot of props. Could you please tell uh, the story about the old TV you used and the complaints you received at Hard Rock Cafe? <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah, uh, for, yeah, we did use a lot more props when we, at the beginning because it's local shows because it's a lot easier to take that stuff. Right now it's basically consists of lights and fog machines and, and us as the, as the prop. But yeah, back then we like overcompensated for, uh, our lack of music ability at the beginning by like we put like big toys like all the monster toys we had we put them up in you know cobwebs and, and stuff and then we made a um a clip reel best yeah. of the best like uh kill shots from different horror movies i used to have a vcr player take the other one and like you know hit record while the other one played and just made a like an hour-long uh clip of that yeah. Uh, yeah, we were at uh, Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, pe- families were eating, and it's like uh, one one family was uh, particularly not uh, Into that. interested in in that while they're eating. You know, because it was the best. It was like uh, uh, well, what, what movies? Like uh, what's the one? Zombie movies getting torn apart. Uh, Day of the Dead. Oh. And uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Just the uh, yeah, evil dead, yeah. Just the best of the best splatter county. Just like yeah. you know, super gory parts, all right there for their children to see. <laughs> and uh, you know, they're trying to eat spaghetti and like <laughs> guts and everything. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I remember it was one of the first times we got heckled, or at least. Oh no! Yeah, you said you got mad, so you said uh, Jim said. <laughs> what did you say? Don't tip your waitresses. <laughs> oh, that that set it off. I think Oops. that pretty much set it off. And I remember, yeah, now it's all coming back. And then some guy said, get off the stage, Robert Smith. Is that his name? The cure guy, Robert yeah, Smith? Yeah, yeah. thought I looked like Robert Smith. I guess my hair was all, it was pretty crazy back then. But, you know, that was the first time that ever happened. We were just like, oh, what the fuck yeah. do we do, man? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. 
Getting stupid and angry. It was weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was one of her shows, so. Yes, yeah, weird first. <laughs> Speaking of horror, murder, and everything else, Bobby, I heard you have a huge collection of old VHS horror cassettes. Could you please tell a little bit about this collection? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's not too big, but you know, it's pretty big. No, um, um, yeah, I'm all into that VHS stuff. I mean, um, I think you know DVDs outnumber the VHS, but if I can get it in any format to watch it, just to watch it. But it'd be cooler to have it on VHS, you know. The horror movies, especially, uh, always look so much better on that little tiny screen in your bedroom and little crappy uh, lines on it. You know, it just makes the experience way better. But you know, now with the Blu-ray, it looks too. Oh, it just too yeah, it doesn't too look perfect. right. It doesn't look creepy anymore. I mean, it's still, I'm sure it's still pretty creepy, but <laughs> this is the vibe's gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> and. Jimmy, I know that you have a passion for Richard Lehman horror novels. Could you please tell how you got into that? Oh, I think Bobby got me into that. Really? Uh, I learned how to read first, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he I taught he, him. <laughs> yeah, he like he's like he, I think Bob gave me this one of the I forget which novel. No, it was uh, lo, what's the one? Lone of the Duck. Yeah, no. it was a uh, Night, Night in the Lonesome October. October yeah, I read that yeah, one. It was revealed right here, right now. Yeah, and then you could tell like all those. Titles and songs were kind of loosely uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think off the traveling vampire show. I think we were in a bookstore and I just saw. Yeah, I don't think the internet was huge, that really big that back then, so I don't really. I don't think I was looking online for anything. So I think I was just browsing the bookstore and they used to have tons of his books, like reprints, and um, just the titles alone, you know. Yeah, and the, and the books they were pretty they, gnarly, man. Yeah, they're pretty wild because it's like <laughs> it's like the next step. They don't show like a lot of his. Uh, um, Antagonists are like crazy dudes that end up being naked, like chasing after people with a boner and a knife. <laughs> and it's the most terrifying visual thing in your mind you can imagine. Yeah. And you don't see that. You don't see that on uh, movies. You know, you don't see like <laughs> naked yeah. dudes like chasing after. Yeah, he pretty much turned you. every scenario, like that, everything that could go wrong or the weirdest thing you can imagine, and it, he puts it in those books. It's just outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to check it out, man. Yeah, just don't let your mom catch you. <laughs> Yeah, look at a guilty face, you know. <laughs> yeah, we were totally obsessed with that for the longest time. Yeah, <laughs> I think we read all of his stuff. So, womp, womp. yeah. Then, then he died, and then some of the old, like different, like other novels, like washed over, like from yeah. wherever he was. From. I think yeah, a lot of stuff is only released in the UK. So yeah, I think they're finally actually on eBay now. You can find them. You made a lot, man. <laughs> And I know that you guys are also fans of wrestling. Could you please tell the story of legendary peanut butter crunch? <laughs> <laughs> You're digging deep on this one, man. Where did we talk about that? Well, we were all in the wrestling, growing up, loving wrestling. WWF. I mean, we're talking, I mean, he's, you know, what, like late 80s? I'm more, was that about it? Yeah, I was I all got, into, like, WrestleMania, you know, early Hulk Hogan. 90s right here. Yeah. It's all, it's all too, too uh, mainstream. Yeah, now. everything past 95. No, thank you. But yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, we just we used to buy. Um, uh, it was like the, these big plush wrestling character. Yeah, what are these called? Just a punching buddies or something. The old WWF. Um, you just it was their pillows. You just punch uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> it and looked then, like the wrestling. Yeah, and then of course you know like they had all this other toys. So we just um, have. I think we made our own rings and. Yeah, putting and on the mattresses much, together, you put know, pillows up around so it, and throw Basically, we wanted to come up with our moves, and for some reason, the only move that, we, that ever stuck <laughs> was what you would do. You, the, the opponent was on the ground. You'd take his legs, grab him with your hands, and while he's on the floor and they're sticking up, you slam your foot into his crotch. 
just right through the testicles and a peanut butter crunch. And I think at the time we were eating a lot of peanut butter crunch. It was really good. It tastes like peanut butter, that cereal, man. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's a good finishing move. Uh, yeah. Pilot legal, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much oh, for yeah. the interview. Super stoked to see you tonight. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you. Come see punk legends DOA at the Rickshaw. It's the release party for DOA's new live album, Welcome to Chinatown. It's going to be a wild night as DOA welcomes special guests, the Ford Pier Vengeance Trio, Aging Youth Gang, the return of Mr. Plow, and introducing Jenny from Calgary. See Canada's top punk band DOA Friday, February 7th at the Rickshaw. Tickets at Zulu, Red Cat, Scrape, High Life, Neptune, and Northern Tickets. For more info, go to www.suddendeath.com. Hey, 
Hello, 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 you're listening to CITR Rocket from Russia, weekly punk rock radio show. And we just heard the second part of my interview with uh, Calabrese, a horror punk band from Phoenix. Uh, and uh, the second part of interview was followed by a song called Ghost Wolves uh, from the band's fourth studio album, Dayglo Necros. Hope you enjoyed this uh, fun conversation, hope it was interesting uh, for you. If you haven't heard them, check them out, especially if you haven't heard them and you like the horror stuff you like misfits and all those bands uh, like i said uh, in my opinion those guys do a great um, version of uh, misfits now nowadays misfits their songs are as catchy as good as misfits in my opinion hopefully um, yeah that's that's how i think that's my opinion all right let's move on um there's a exciting local show happening on monday february 3rd uh, two bands from uh, states which are on tour in states uh, crossing the border to play uh, their show uh, dads uh, from new jersey and pentimento from uh, buffalo and uh, those two bands will be supported by four local bands open letters Ancoress, jelly boys and sisyphus I don't know this word, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but this is a new band to me, Sisyphus. Good. Uh, this show is happening, like I said, Monday, February 3rd, and the venue is called 333. Uh, to my knowledge, I think it's located uh, around Clark and uh, Hastings area. Uh, that's a new venue called 333. So let's check it out, a couple of songs by those bands, and we'll start with uh, Pentimento uh, and their song uh, Unless, uh, this album, uh, that was a song from the album which was re-released by Paper and Plastic Records uh, last year. Uh, let's check it out, this is Pentimento, and this is Unless. Unless...
Hello? Hello, hello! That was weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. And we heard four bands which will be playing in Vancouver, BC on Monday, February uh, 3rd, at the place called 333. Uh, we, the last song we heard was by the band called Anchorass, a local band, and that was a song called Coral Bones from their debut release, Set Sail. Before that, open letters of Lucy Nusi from their uh, first six song uh, EP. Uh, before that, uh, Dads of f- f- from uh, Buffalo. Uh, no, New Jersey. New Jersey dads, uh, the song uh, Get to the Beach. And before that, Buffalo's uh, Pentimento, uh, the song called Unless. All those four bands, plus Jelly Boys and Sisyphus, are playing uh, Monday, February 3rd at the place called 333. If you don't know where, where it is located, just ask uh, the organizer of the show and then they will uh, let you know where it is located. Great success. All right, this is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the Cal- uh, Calabrese interview and overall the show. Uh, coming up, I'm planning to do the interview with Matt Caddies uh, for the next uh, episode of Rocket from Russia. Matt Caddies are playing uh, in two weeks on Wednesday, February, I believe it's February 12th. And um, uh, so that should be uh, an exciting show, an exciting interview. I love Matt Caddies, one of the coolest uh, ska bands in the world uh, and yeah if you like what you heard today and you like to hear more you can find all the previous episodes on rocket from russia on citr.ca on facebook.com slash rocket from russia on itunes and on my blog rocket from russia.tumblr.com uh, this is it. Thank you so much for listening. Have a super duper weekend. And we started off things here with a spooky uh, sort of topic with the Crip Show and Calabrese. And I'd like to end on sort of a same note and with another amazing Canadian psychobilly band called The Brains. And their super hit called No Brains, No Pain. No Pain. All right. This is it. Thanks so much for listening. Rocket from Russia. That was and this is The Brains. No Pain, No no, 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 the name of the song is No Brains, No Pain, this is the correct name of the song, thank you for listening, bye-bye, this is The Brains, have a super duper weekend. You were born.